0: Every single day reality calls and the Biden administration just hangs
1: up you know the C in RNC doesn't stand for committee it stands for cult it's not the republican national committee it's the republican national cult this is
0: a story of a country that got through this pandemic by being united and a few people shouting and waving swastikas does not define who canadians are freedom is back in style America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 181. All right, hour two, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. A number you want to be a part of the program. You know, I never thought, We'd have a president of the United States as Joe Biden. Well, forget about the Uyghur minority uh, uh, persecution that's going on in, in China and forced labor camps in China. And Joe Biden says, well, they just have different norms than us. And I think probably even worse than that, if you can outdo that, is Nancy Pelosi telling our athletes not to protest in China. You better be quiet. They may get mad at you and everything. I would
2: say to our athletes, you're there to compete. Do not risk incurring the anger of the Chinese government because they are ruthless. I know there is a temptation on the part of some to speak out while they are there. I respect that. But I also worry about what the Chinese government might
0: do. That's really the land of the free and the home of the brave. All right, joining us now, Herschel Walker. He is running for the U.S. Senate from the great state of Georgia. He's a friend of mine. I've endorsed him. He would be a phenomenal senator as well, of, a, of course, NFL uh, player. Uh, he's been playing football, probably the best running, one of the best running backs uh, of all time in the game of football. Even, by the way, did mixed martial arts. He even was a former bobs- uh, bobsledder and sprinter, knows a lot about the Olympics. And he represented the United States as an athlete in the 1992 Winter Olympics and was one of, he says, it was one of the proudest moments of his life. Um, he had the honor of being part of the official U.S. delegation to the Torino Games in 2006. And as a former Olympian and U.S. delegate, he's seen firsthand the hard work, dedication it takes to compete and would not want to punish athletes by a boycott. Uh, But yet he says the leaders, our leaders, are attempting to silence our athletes and completely letting the communist Chinese government off the hook. The day before the opening ceremony in Beijing, he cited Nancy Pelosi warning our athletes not to risk incurring the anger of the Chinese government by speaking honestly about China. He said, I asked myself, what is she hoping to accomplish? Why is she saying this now? Anyway, Herschel Walker joins us now. Uh... By the way, you've set up a really cool web, uh, Team Herschel website. It's, I just saw it. It was pretty cool.
1: Well, thank you, Sean. And, and anyone that want to continue continue to uh, contribute to my campaign, because I'm going to win this seat, get America back to some normalcy, and I'm glad you played that, because that was totally, totally, uh, I didn't understand it, and I'm not sure whether she's saying it for China or saying it for the U.S., because why would you uh, award a country like China that brought a pandemic on the world, the Olympics, and I think it's sad, and yet when you do a war them with the Olympics, why are she making a speech like that when they continue to do a lot of business with China? So was it for China or was it for our athletes, and then yet we didn't even send a delegation over to represent our athletes. They're here safe, and she's warning our athletes to be quiet.
0: Well, I don't get it because that doesn't sound like the land of the free, the home of the brave, uh, and and the courage of Americans that uh, tend to speak out for people that can't speak out for themselves.
1: Um, Well, think about this. Did you warn the athlete not to kneel for the American anthem or to kneel for the flag of America? You know we're, we're a great country, but yet you have all the things going on in China with the slave labor and everything going on there. And she's telling our athletes not to speak out against that. But what about speaking out to for against one of the greatest countries in the world?
0: Oh, I mean that's the thing. I mean, if you were at these Olympics, would you speak
1: out? Well, you know, I, I, would, I would continue to be proud to be at the Olympics, but I would be respectful, and, and I'm not sure. And that's what I, I, that's, that's a, that was a very tough question for me at first because I, the question I would ask is why would we uh, award uh, you know China with the Olympics? They, it could have been moved. You know, they moved the All-Star game within a couple of weeks by uh, the voting thing. Well, you're going to tell me right now you're not going to move the Olympics with so much that's going on there that, you know, this pandemic has hurt the world. It didn't just hurt the United States. It hurt the world. And yet we uh, are doing opening ceremonies and showing, putting uh, China on display at this great, great place. Well, it's not. So whether I would have went, it would have been a tough decision because I do have a team. But I think I would have spoke out. I think I had to speak out because you know I believe I love the Lord Jesus and the things that's going on in China is not right. And I think it'll be it would get my been against my religion not to speak out. That's the reason I decided to run. People think I'm running to put a feather in my cap. I'm not running for that. I'm running because of all the inflation, all the terrible crime that is picked up in this state and and not just in the state of Georgia, but in this country that people are not seen to stand up and fight against.
0: You know, I look at what's going on, and I look at who's getting hurt the most. I've I've been spending a lot of time on the economy. I mean, if you look at every aspect of American life, we have one leading economist now saying this 40-year high, higher than even last month, um is now he says inflation is now over 10 percent if we use the calculation methods that were used by the labor department in 1990 um biden inf- is biden's inflation is nearly twice as high as worker wage gains uh then you look at the price of the pump every item we buy in every store we go to heating and cooling our homes is costing a fortune more uh but it's it's sadly, disproportionately negatively impacting the poor and the middle class. They can't afford this. Um, you look at the borders are a disaster. You look at energy prices are artificially high because of Joe's disastrous energy policies of of eliminating energy independence and exploration and drilling in the Keystone XL pipeline and more. Uh, then you look at him on foreign policy. I I see nothing but failure all around the world, and I see that our allies are scared to death, and I see that our enemies are emboldened. I've never seen it this bad, Herschel, and, you know, this is not my first rodeo. I've been doing this a little while.
3: Well,
1: it's going to get worse until we start putting the right people in office that's going to change it, that's going to say the buck stops here. And that's what I've been saying. Guys, I'm sick of it. I'm not going to let them do that. I own a business. I don't spend more than I make. And most of all, I'm not going to spend things on 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 frivolous uh, things. You know, you look at this this infrastructure bill, and it's on trees. You know, uh, it's on climate control. Yeah, Yeah, we do need to fix our roads and bridges and different things like that. But when you start putting a lot of these social programs into this bill and spending all this money on that, money we don't even have. I think that's a sad. That's coming from the taxpayer. I hope everybody realizes that that's coming from the taxpayer. And then when he leave us, we're not energy independent no more. And I try to explain that to someone is so I said, guys, from my business, I own a business, and I'm not trying to make any more money than I was making before. But I cannot pay more for the gas without passing it on to my customer. I don't want to give him more money. The feed I'm having to pay for. You know, I go to the store now, and the shelves are bare. There's no food on the shelf. And you're talking about what is going on. The supply line, you know, is drying up. And I want the people to know that, that we cannot continue to go like this. And what we have to do is get those people out of office. We have to get them out of office. And I'll tell you what's so slick about what's going on, I hate to say the left. they will say something. You heard this about the crack pack. That is totally true. They made a statement that they want going to show uh, uh, racial equity by giving people a crack pipe. And I'm like, why don't you give people, like, rehabilitation? Instead of trying to keep them down, why don't you help to lift them up by saying, I want to get them off of that? Instead of giving people a crack pipe to keep them down. And that's what they want to do. The government want to continue to give you something to keep you down on your knees rather than helping you to get back up on your feet.
0: I I cannot for the life of me understand, because if you're doing crack, if you're doing meth, if you're doing heroin, you're basically committing suicide. Why would why why would one tax dollar be used in any way to aid, abet and assist in that suicide? Uh, If you're going to spend the money and I'm not sure they would not be. I don't trust government to do or run anything efficiently. They bankrupted Social Security, Medicare. They can't keep law and order and people safe and secure in in lots of big cities all across the country. Obamacare promises were a disaster as well. Our schools in many places are an utter disaster. And so now we're going to trust them to what? Uh, administer any type of, of counseling. Uh, what And in San Francisco, they're actually proposing that everybody adopt a homeless person. The first person I want to see adopting is Nancy Pelosi.
1: John, I'll tell you what's even worse about that, and I said I want people to stop and think about this, and making that statement about the crack pipe, what they talk about is they say, hey, we're going to make it racial equity. That means do all black people smoke crack? And with the ID, they're making it like all black people ain't smart enough to get an ID. It's like all this is about separation. It's about separation all the time. That's seeing what they want to do. And then when, when the people speak out, They walk it back a little bit and say, oh, no, we really didn't mean that. No, you did mean that. You said that. You know, it's just like when I heard the statement about electing a black Supreme Court justice. Yeah, why don't you elect someone who is qualified for the job? I'm not saying a black person won't be qualified. They're qualified. Elect them. But you don't have to tell us whether they're black, whether they're white, whether they're Asian. Just elect the person that is qualified and quit bringing race involved in it. Race is only to try to separate people.
0: A quick break more with Herschel Walker as we continue, and then we'll get to your calls 800 941 Sean. Look. (laughs) And as we continue with Georgia's senatorial candidate, Herschel Walker. You know, one of the things you told me when you first announced is that you don't care if a person's a Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal, that you're you. You are going into every single crevice and corner within the great state of Georgia and you want to meet every person and you want to tell them what you why you're running and why this is important to you. How has is, how is that message gone over when you've been in, say, more predominantly Democratic uh, areas of Atlanta?
1: That message is gone over well because the people of Atlanta know that I represent all the people. I don't just represent a party, whether you're Republican, Democrat, or Independent. I represent you all, and that's what I've been trying to get the people to see, and I think they know that. They're showing that through the poll numbers. They're going to show that when I get to the election, that Herschel Walker is what he does, what he says, he says what he do, And that's the way I've always lived. You know, I'm not in this for a feather in my cap. I see that there's a problem, and I want to fix the problem, not just talk about the problem, and continue to kick that can down the road. I hear that all the time. People want to kick the can down the road because they don't want to finish the task. I'm here to finish the task. That means to get people back to work. That meaning become energy independent again. Get the kids back in school. You know we got to educate our young people right now. The kids keeping them out of school. Get this, get food back on the shelves. I run a business. I've been around. I've been doing those things. I've traveled all over the world, and I can tell you right now, the United States of America is the greatest country in the world, and we can keep it that way by putting the right people in the office. That's going to stand up against all this terrible things that they're the policies that they're making right now which is against the united states of america and sean we got a super bowl coming up and i'm talking that's the only place you're going to go where you're going to see people doesn't matter about your skin color they're going to be having a great time they're going to have a wonderful time you're going to see two teams step out there and play you got some players from Georgia on those teams they ain't going to worry about whether you're white and black they're going to go out there and win a football game and have a good time
0: all right who are you predicting Where's your prediction?
1: Hey, do not put me on that spot and people get mad because I won't. <laughs> no,
0: well, it, it, look I at answer. the bright side. It's not the. It's not the Falcons.
1: Well, and, and what, we're not when talking about
0: not, the. I know you're the biggest. I'm you know, George
1: on both of those teams, Sean. I got players <laughs> from on. I got players from the Rams on. And yeah. I and I'm not going to select one over the other. But I can tell you what. All I'm
0: right. So ha- what you're saying to me is you're pulling for the players on the Georgia Bulldogs team where you played or Georgia players in general. You're you're pulling for them, period.
1: I'm pulling for them. I want to see them do well because, you know what? They're, they're like they're my family. And have I, you talked I, to any of them? Team of my family, but Joe Burrow is my family too. You know, he's a Heisman Trophy winner. So you ask Mm -hmm. me who I'm pulling for? I'm pulling for it to be a great game. I'm happy that these two teams are in the playoffs. You know, for Joe Burrow to go in as early as he's going in now, Matthew Stafford, who I've seen since he was young, I saw him play in high school. Then he goes to the University of Georgia, Sonny Michelle. Well, let me ask you this
0: when you're watching the football game, is there a part of you that wishes you were still playing?
1: Uh, No, no, no. It's John. I'm going to mention something right here. I'm going to tell you this, and I probably wouldn't have said this if you had interviewed me a month ago, what I'm doing right now is the best thing I've ever done in my life. It is the best thing I've ever done in my life because I go into these, these, these places and meet with young people and talk to the people and stuff, and I give them hope. I give them hope because they see what's going on in this country and they're afraid, they're scared. You know, uh, the other day I spoke to people about mental health, and, and people, I asked a young lady crying to me how I helped her, I helped her to feel better. I give her hope. So I, I tell people that people that are taking these pot shots and think that they can go out and go after me and stuff, and I said, bring it on because I'm doing something that I, I, I'm helping people now to feel better, and that's what God has put me here. So I told them to bring it because the harder you come, the harder I'm going to fight. And I told people this a long time ago. Herschel Walker can fight, and I'm going to fight for this country right now. So I tell them to bring it on because uh, they've never seen me fight. They can fight behind the pen, but you know what? I'm fighting for the people.
0: Listen, I've done, I've, I've worked out with you just briefly in studio one time. Uh, you're you're fit. Uh, that that's not a fight I'm picking with you. I'll tell you that right now. Uh,
1: well, you, uh, this is the country we're fighting about.
0: No, nah, we're fighting. We're, we're we're on. You know what? It's Team USA. Right? You have Team Herschel. This is Team USA. I agree completely, my friend. All right, Herschel Walker, by the way, people want to read up on you. Where do they find you?
1: They can go to TeamHerschel.com, and I want them to come and be a part of TeamHerschel.com. Let's get America back again. Let's get people uh, going to be able to go to the store. Let's get this crime down. Let's quit spending money we don't have. Get our kids back in school. You can get it by going to TeamHerschel.com.
0: All right my friend. Uh look forward to seeing the game on Sunday. 800-941 Sean, you want to be a part of the program? Quick break right back. The one thing you can always- Always count on Sean Hannity is back on the radio. All right, twenty-five now till the top of the hour. 941 Sean is our number on this uh, Friday. Uh, as I've told you, things are going to start heating up. This is not good. Now the same gutless, spineless Joe Biden that doesn't stand up and to protect any our own borders. Now he's all up in arms because the truckers in Canada have blocked one of the bridges that leads from Detroit to Canada. So what does Biden say? Now remember, if you're an illegal immigrant, you get preferential treatment in this country. There's no COVID testing because they're not going to be here very long, a lie. Uh there's no vaccine mandates very illegal immigrants, and you got free transportation to the state of your to- choice in the dark of night or, as Jensaki calls them, early morning flights at 2, 3, 4 a.m. I mean, it's unbelievable. But now, he's, uh, now Joe's mad. And now Joe, he, he's not doing it himself. He's telling Trudeau, the gutless, spineless coward that he is, to use federal powers to end a bridge blockade. What does that mean? That sounds like the military to me. Now, unlike the lawless riots that took place in the summer of 2020, the ones that Democrats uh, were silent about, lied about, and even encouraged and, and gave uh, solidar- were in solidarity with, ignoring the dozens of dead Americans, the thousands of injured cops, the billions in property damage. Well, now all of a sudden, now they're all about, you know, taking force. Federal buildings being set ablaze. Uh, No, Donald Trump is showing he's he's militaristic and an authoritarian and he's sending in the guard to protect federal buildings and cities. Now you have Ontario declaring a state of uh, emergency. And now they're talking about fining these drivers one hundred thousand dollars and putting them in jail for a year and taking their trucks and revoking their licenses. All because Joe Biden is urging Trudeau to get tougher. I mean this this is just pathetic. You know when 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 did Joe ever speak out about the rioting in his own country? When did Joe care about what was going on at his border? Nothing. Biden is uh, DHS is sending 500 security agents to stop the freedom convoy from invading Los Angeles. Here we go. Moms and dads going to school board meetings of domestic terrorist investigations. Like one Canadian mayor vowed to use force if necessary to end the freedom truck or bridge blockade. Now, this has been peaceful. Now, they're just they, they are fighting for something they strongly believe in freedom. They're not. They, they They've been called every name in the book. All of it is false. And look how far, you know, they might now be willing to go. Here we go again. You want to see the heavy hand of authoritarianism? You want to see the double standard on display? Oh, if you're a working person, and, you know a, a citizen in Canada, oh, what, what are you going to turn the military on these guys? Really? You're going to turn the military on on the guys that were the heroes of the pandemic? Wow, how screwed up does that get? Is it, Linda, does it get any bad, any worse than that?
2: No. Every day, I am absolutely appalled at what is happening to people that were. 100 percent our our friends our allies our heroes for the last two years some of us you know who worked under fema and suddenly everybody's persona non grata because you don't think the same way everybody else does or you want to express your freedoms the same freedoms as you so clearly just stated when antifa did it It was oh they, they need space let them express themselves They they're upset about things that are happening in society and they feel like they need to be heard and i'm like so we bash stores. I mean, people's lives were taken, you know, and no one cared. Literally, no one cared. And then, you know, you have these people that are there with their kids and their families, and they're like, "Take your kids home, take your dogs home. We don't care. We're not happy. You're against the government. Uh, we're not against the government. We're about the government. We're we're against the government oppressing us and taking away our freedoms, which is exactly what's happening."
0: Yeah, well, it, and it's and it's pretty amazing to watch this happen. I, I'm really waiting for the day, and there was a really interesting piece. I don't know if you saw it, what the truckers want, and I forgot who wrote the article. I, I that was Bar-
2: was Barry Weiss's, Barry Weiss's Substack, Weiss's but it was piece, somebody yeah. else okay. that wrote it. So, it wasn't. And it was a
0: long piece, and they spoke to a hundred of the protesters gathered in Canada, and they're pointing out it's far bigger than vaccine mandates, and you know truckers running out of gas, freezing to death in their truck beds in the middle of the night. You know, now the threats are coming in fast and furious against everybody. And what, you know, I I, I just cannot believe that this might happen. We might have a situation where you're going to what are they going to do? Why don't they sit down and talk to them and listen to their concerns? You
2: You know, know, that's actually that's such a good point, because the one thing that I, I, I say this all the time, you and I talk about this offline a lot, is there's no positive discourse anymore. Nobody wants to have a conversation. I would love for someone who did not agree with me on something to change my mind. Go ahead. Change my mind. Give me all your facts, all your reasons, all the reasons why you believe X. I would love to have that conversation. To me, there is nothing worse than saying to somebody... Well, you know, this person thinks that because of X, Y, and Z, not only do they not know about X, Y, and Z, but then they don't want to hear about it because then they're like, oh, that that's not true. You got it from so-and-so, or you got it from such-and-such. It's like, okay, what if I get it from the most benign source possible? Then can we have a conversation? Like, how is it that Trudeau is not moved to a place where he wants to come and see, like, you have thousands upon thousands of your constituents. These are your people. These are Canadians. And they're coming out and they're saying, we're very upset. This isn't like one or two people. It's thousands bringing their children and you won't meet with them.
0: Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, Let me play the Ontario premier saying that truckers, you know, protest in an illegal occupation, need to go home. And then Doug Ford, the Ontario premier, again, telling truckers there will be consequences and then declaring a state of emergency. And this is where it's starting to get me very nervous. These truckers may be in in their lives, their livelihood may be in complete jeopardy now. Why? Because they don't agree with the government and they're protesting and they're speaking out. Uh, These are dangerous times we're living in.
3: And while I appreciate the right to protest, that right cannot and must not extend to cutting off that lifeline. We're now two weeks into the siege of the city of Ottawa. I call it a siege because that's what it is. It's an illegal occupation. This is no longer a protest. With a protest, you peacefully make your point and you go back home. So let me be as clear as I can. There will be consequences for these actions, and they will be severe. We've already started by going after the money funding the illegal occupation. Yesterday, an Ontario court granted our request to freeze the funds from give, send, go for the convoy. We're strengthening the tools and the powers of our police forces to resolve this situation and restore order. Let me be clear, the government does not direct our police forces, but we do set the laws. Today, I'm using my authority as Premier of Ontario to declare a state of emergency in our province.
0: Then he goes on to say that non-compliance fines up to a hundred grand, one year in prison, take away their trucks, take away their licenses. Wow, unbelievable! Quick break, right back. More of your calls, eight hundred nine four one. Sean, our number if you want to join us. Hey. He knew news straight from the source. Sean Hannity.
3: Talks to the people involved in the top news stories. Sean Hannity.
0: I back her phone. Karen, Colorado. Karen, how are you? Happy Friday. Thanks for checking in.
4: Hey, thanks for having me on. I um, I can't believe what's happening, how they're trying to take away our freedoms. And it's really quite frightening. Um, and, you know, the thought that they're going to label me as a terrorist because of my political beliefs is frightening um but the real reason i'm calling sean is to tell you thank you so much for talking about monoclonal antibodies keep it up because my husband and i came down with covid in january and we were um you know we were sick um it wasn't terrible but um I don't know why. I think my I wasn't thinking clearly because we were sick. I in the middle of the night, on like the fourth day, I woke up with you saying, "You need to get the monoclonal antibodies." And so what you're doing is working because I was able to get that scheduled and I only thought of it because you have been you talk about it every day and, um, well, and I listen that, to you every day it, by the way.
0: So now how long ago did you get this?
4: Um it was uh so we got sick around January 8th and mm-hmm. by the time I was able to get scheduled it was day nine and that's late almost almost yeah it was late um had i i wish i i don't know why i didn't think of you talking about it all the time uh sooner and it did take a few days to get it scheduled so um everybody out there just try to yeah, get it I, scheduled. i it's have finished. to urge
0: everybody to do something that not everybody's inclined to do and that's uh, rock the boat, speak up, talk, uh, get noticed. Um, look, if I told you some of the, the conversations I've had with doctors fighting for other people to get treatment and, uh-huh. uh, you know, uh, things like, if you don't do it, I will, I will make sure they sue this hospital. If anything happens, I'm holding uh-huh. you personally accountable. Those words have come out of my mouth and I, that's and I don't awesome. apologize for it. Uh, because it's sad that you have to, um, at times, you know, really, really dig down hard. Now, for a lot of people, they're non-confrontational. I live on confrontation. I have no problem with confrontation. and uh, But it's not the normal way for people to be. And most people try to avoid it like the plague. And what if I'm advocating for somebody and I know that they have the 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 therapeutics available and they're stingy with it or they're uh they they are not using it in the proper way because everything is better if you do it early um i'm not i'll Uh make my voices heard it and i'll get other doctors on the phone as well and then then i'll go above them then i'll go to their boss then i'll go to the administrator i've done all those things and it and, but I know, listen, for a lot of people, it's, it's hard for them to be confrontational. For me, it comes naturally. But I'm glad you got them, and more importantly, I'm glad you're well. And I'm not yeah, playing doctor here. That's why I always say, check with your doctor, but if you get Absolutely. a positive test, you need a plan.
4: I have to tell you, though, that my doctor's office was not helpful at all. I had to go out of my way, and I was able to get it scheduled through the state of Colorado. Um, and I got it scheduled myself. They were just not helpful. And it's kind of sad how um, politicized this has become, and I just can't help but think that people's lives were lost because of the politics involved in not allowing the uh, treatment.
0: Yeah, uh, listen, um, I, I, I would say that if my doctor had said no, I, I have a plan with my doctor. I've had a plan. I have a plan. And I urge everybody to have a plan because it could happen easily. You know, this if this next wave of Omicron, the super Omicron, whatever they're calling it, which is one and a half times more contagious than the the one we just got at. We're getting out of um, it's it's there's going to be a lot of people. So I don't want them to say this time, that it, you know, we don't have tests. We don't have monoclonals and we don't have the antivirals. And it's a shame that that's that has been the method of medicine that has been practiced here. It is it it is so beyond a failure on a spectacular level. And Joe Biden, if it was Donald Trump that ran out of tests, Donald Trump that ran out of these therapeutics, boy, you know, all hell would break loose in this country. So sick and tired of that double standard. But I am glad you're well. And I'm not going to stop talking about it. And I'm, and I'm really only for one reason, because I love my audience. Uh, thank you for making the show possible. I know that this is what the mo- the single most important thing at this moment as we follow the science. But I, as always, I say, make sure you check with your doctor. Okay. I'm glad you're okay. God bless you. And, you know, I guess my repetition pays off. You know, I do this in election years, too, Linda. We do this purposely. I, I want... I'll run down, say, Obama's horrific record as president and I'll start in January and I'll do it once a day and I do it. So by the time we get to November, everybody can say it with me. And then that means they can tell their friends and loved ones and family and coworkers what they know to be true, because we only tell the truth here.
2: But see, that woman was amazing because she the first thing she said when she got on was she was like, I listen every single day. So that mm-hmm. that's really the prescription. You need to listen every day, 3 hours here, 1 hour on TV, and then when you go and vote, you'll actually know what's happening.
0: No, it's it's it, listen, I understand the criticism, but who else is talking about him? When Joe Rogan, who I don't know, said that he, they threw everything they had at it monoclonals hcq i think he used ivermectin i've never seen a study on ivermectin i don't know why that that is as popular as it is to be honest but i've never seen one um i'll let the doctors decide on that but the gold standard the gold standard therapeutic is clearly monoclonals and then running out of them all and then rationing them all it's unbelievable quick break right back